Welcome into A to Z Sports Prime Time on this Wednesday evening. I'm your host, Buck Rising, and I'm proud, as always, to be presented to you by TrueMath Fitness in the Gulch. TrueMath Fitness is the place to get the best version of you. A new way to work out for the new you can be found at TrueMavFitness.com. They are the best in the business. Speaking of the best in the business, the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. Wherever justice demands is where Amanda J. and her great legal team will go for you. Make sure your constitutional rights are protected. Go to AmandaJGentry.com and find out all of the legal offerings that they provide today. So, uh, offensive line continues to be a topic of discussion for obvious reasons, and the competition really, in the last two days, is just now starting to pick up. So, you look at what everything that this offensive line group has been through, right? Lawan released, Ben Jones released, Nate Davis signing with the Chicago Bears. You've got a situation where your right tackle, your rookie right tackle, heading into your his second year after starting. 15 games for this football team ultimately ends up lost for the first six because he was gambling on non-NFL events at a team facility. So you look at the uh, you look at the situation for the Titans offensive line with Aaron Brewer being the only returning starter, but even he returning at a different position than the one he started at last year. And you say, okay, this Titans offensive line group has a lot of questions. And uh, based on the early goings in camp, they had yet even more questions with how often, how early and often the defense looked to be winning. But as we work through these things, there's been some positive development. So we'll talk about the positives. We'll talk about the negatives at this point. Everything surrounding the Titans offensive line. B. French says, this feels like a succession episode. Well, uh, if you're succeeding the Titans offensive line from 2022, the good news is that the bar is not set very high. That was an objectively awful unit last year, and all this group has to be is uh, just slightly better uh, for this team to be able to at least try and accomplish some of the things that they were on the precipice of doing last season. So we'll talk about the uh, weaknesses of the Titans offensive line first and foremost as we see them. On Facebook, YouTube, twi- Twitter, and on Twitch, who is the weakest link on the Titans offensive line right now? We will discuss at length together. You can give me your answers in the comment section right after I remind you that this is, of course, your Two Rivers Ford take. And as always, your Two Rivers Ford take is made possible by the wonderful folks at Two Rivers Ford. Go to Two Rivers Ford for quality American made Ford vehicles, award winning customer service, and the kind of exceptional business that you know they do with honesty and integrity. Having been in Middle Tennessee for 40 years, Two Rivers Ford is the place that you can go to get an F-150, to get a Ford Explorer like I drive as a customer customer myself of Two Rivers Ford. F-150s, as a matter of fact, Two Rivers has been one of the top performing F-150 dealers for the last 40 years here in Middle Tennessee. Two Rivers Ford in Mount Juliet, powered by Ford, driven by people. Go to tworiversford.com and get your new Ford at Two Rivers Ford. So as you look at the uh, as you look at the situation for the Titans offensive line, right now, the starting unit from left to right, Andre Dillard, who was uh, signed in free agency, Peter Skaronsky drafted 11th overall, 
You've got Aaron Brewer, who will play at center instead of left guard this year. Daniel Brunskill on a one-year free agent deal to try and prove himself with an opportunity coming from San Francisco. And then the right tackle situation. You know what? Jamarco Jones, I guess, technically is the guy who's got that job right now. But for as much practice or as many uh, issues as he continues to have or practices he continues to miss, I would say that spot is still very, very much open for somebody to secure. So Jamarco Jones will say for the time being. Now, you might say, well, given that the right tackle situation is basically open for business, that's probably a spot where many of you will go for the weakest link. I would say to you, though, that while that job is still open, that doesn't necessarily mean that it's the weakest link on the offensive line, and perhaps I'll be able to provide you some context as to where that might be the case. But we'll talk about it on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch uh, this evening. Uh, There you go, says Fringe Canuck Jones. It is. J.R. says Duncan getting reps at right tackle. Yeah, not really. Um, He had one day where he got some reps at right tackle, but uh, you know, they've only had five days of practice and, but so far in pads, he has not taken reps at right tackle to date. Uh, B French says, why don't they just move the rookie to left tackle? Well, because you don't want to disrupt one Andre Dillard isn't anything but a left tackle. If the left tackle situation is so bad that you need to kick Skaronsky out there, then Andre Dillard is basically a wash. Um, and right now there's nothing to connote a need to move him outside to left tackle, the position that he played in college. Uh, MB says, remember, there's no scheming yet. In games, defensive ends may be getting chipped. No, 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 no. That's not true based on yesterday's practice. They're throwing all kinds of shit at him. Uh, there was absolutely defensive scheming. Defensive, uh, de- The defense was blitzing. They were sending corners. They were sending safeties. They were running stunts in games. They are absolutely using what the Titans will use Uh Come the regular season at this point, maybe not to the degree of complexity, but they're absolutely throwing shit at them. Now, uh, day one, they didn't do that. Yesterday, that was absolutely the case. So uh, I would say to you that um, while that might not, you know, it's not going to happen a ton throughout the course of training camp, and they're not going to have a ton of fully padded practices, they are absolutely throwing stuff uh, to test the running backs, their ability to hold up and pass protection, to test the ability of the tight ends to help uh, with the uh, blocking scheme, to help or to test the ability of the slot receivers or receivers to contribute in the running game or the uh, the pass protection situation at this point, the protection plan, they are absolutely doing things uh, for, the, uh, for, the, uh, for the defense and the offense having to adapt. Now, MB says, I'm talking about the offense. The offense isn't chipping yet. No, the offense, again, as I said, the offense is absolutely chipping yet because they're not just they're not just going out there and, and leaving the offensive line as sacrificial lambs. The offense is having to adapt and account for things like, uh, you know, additional, uh, additional blitzers, uh, zone exchange pressures, which is where you send four, but, you know, it may not be four straight up or four down linemen. You may have a linebacker, a corner, who's one of the four rushers in that sense dropping back and out that's in fact that's how uh Malik Willis threw an interception the other day they sent uh they sent a corner as the fourth rusher he wasn't a blitzer but they dropped Weaver into coverage Weaver was ultimately the player who intercepted Malik so they're at, they're running their offense they're running parts of their offense they're not running all of it like it's not game plan for the regular season necessarily but they're out there running their offense right now um so I think uh, as you uh, as you look at this as you look at this you can understand that 
they will continue to do this. This will be the case for the joint practices when we go to Minnesota or when New England comes here. All these different things are going to continue to be scrutinized and studied and, and have the ability to impact the offensive line situation. So nothing is set in stone right now. But as far as weakest links are concerned, I would say that your right tackle situation, you know, that's going to be an obvious place that I think a lot of people point to. But the right guard, Brunskill, I don't think that that's a circumstance that should be uh, necessarily set in stone moving forward by any sense of the imagination based on five practices and two of them fully padded. Mike Vrabel, though, seemed to think that the uh, efforts of the offensive line were bet have been better once the pads came off. Had some better pockets with pads on. Okay, they looked like a, you know, shit through a brass horn the first couple of days, and I think it's been better uh, with pads on. I think that these guys have been able to try to, again, try to build, build some depth in the middle where the quarterback can step up and try to get some width to, to the edge rushers. Not that it was perfect, but I would say that it's improved from, from my vantage point. And again, I try to stand back there, and that's the one thing that I can kind of feel like I'm like, maybe I wouldn't want to be a quarterback on this play, or hey, there's some comfort level. And so, again, they're working together, they're seeing the games, they're seeing building profiles on rushers. This guy likes to rush this way, this guy you know, likes to do certain moves. So, that's all part of the progression, I think. When there's a lot of turnover in that unit. So that is Mike Vrabel talking about the offensive line group. He said, you know, shit through a brass horn the first couple of days. They've seen better pockets uh, once the pads have been on in the last couple. JR says of the offensive line situation, quick reminder that the uh, primetime show is made possible by the Ashton Real Estate Group of REMAX Advantage. Go to GaryAshton.com. Get your dream address without the stress. The Intel edge you need to succeed can be found at GaryAshton.com. Uh, so, uh, as you look at the offensive line group, uh, Jr. says that uh, Dillard is the weakest link and adds that Skaronsky should move to left tackle, left guard Brewer, Murray at center, Brunskill as right guard, Duncan or Jones at right tackle. Um, so he, Murray is a player who was signed today. Uh, let me uh, find the transaction email. It looks like I might have accidentally deleted it, but that will just take me one moment. Okay, so Jimmy Murray... Uh, was signed. Jacob Copeland was waived, the wide receiver. So he's 6'5", 305, the uh, offensive lineman. He was on the Titans practice squad last year, or excuse me, two years ago in 2021. Uh, UDFA with Kansas City in 2018. Two games as a rookie for the Chiefs. Spent time on the roster and practice squads with KC, the Jets, the Titans, the Ravens, and Jacksonville. Uh, he's appeared in 44 games and earned second all-conference honors in his final two seasons at Holy Cross. So this is a, you know, this is a practice squad player that they've signed. That's not a starting center. Um, Brewer, I think, is honestly like, Brewer, I'm not overwhelmingly concerned about. Like, there's plenty of undersized centers. It's a much bigger difference to be inside at center versus being inside at guard as an undersized player. He'll have help on both sides. If your help is Skaronsky, as opposed to Ben Jones's help being Brewer, I think your situation is going to be much improved. Um, Skaronsky is not worth moving to left tackle at this point. You don't have to worry about him at all. That's one thing that you cannot say about any other position on the offensive line. You don't have to worry about Peter. Uh, and we'll talk about Peter a little li uh, later on. I may have tipped my hand when I say strong suit, 
and put a picture of uh, the first round pick on the graphic there. But uh, Brewer is or uh, Dillard is not a problem to to date that requires movement at left tackle. Again, you don't have to worry about the left guard situation. Brewer, uh, we'll see what the cost benefit analysis of him is once we get into maybe he'll play in the preseason. Maybe uh, we'll see some stuff or it'll be till the regular season when we start to see some stuff. But I think he's okay. Brunskill is is a weak link. I think a lot of times you're going to – I mean, I'm sure there will be complaints about the right tackle situation. The right tackle situation is not perfect. But I don't think that uh, – I don't think that Brunskill is any kind of a long-term solution. Uh, this is not a starting player for the vast majority of his career. He's a player who is versatile, which is a value, absolutely, should somebody get hurt. But you're asking him to be your starting right guard, and I don't think that he is a starting caliber right guard. Now, they may not have one, and he may be the best of bad options. Uh, but I would say that with with the inf- armed with the information that we have uh, and kind of seeing where things are at at this stage, um, there is no, there's no, you know, the right side of the offensive line is going to be the weakest link, I would say, at this stage of the game. And you will see, uh, you will see a circumstance where uh, you will see a circumstance where that right side of the offensive line is continuously taken advantage of. Now they're going to have to help with tight ends and uh, with guys who are chipping and all these other things in certain circumstances, right? It's going to depend on the opponent. It's going to depend on who the pass rushers are and all these, all the, I mean, there's going to be times when the left side does get exposed, but the right side is infinitely worse than the left right now. And uh, I would say to you that uh, I would say to you that that is a situation to monitor. Music City Malik says right guard ain't going to kill us. Left tackle or right tackle will definitely destroy us. Well, no, I would say to you that you have an infinitely better chance of the right guard blowing things up than, frankly, either of the tackles because the pressure is going to come from inside. The pressure is quickest to the quarterback when you go through the gaps on either side of the center when you go. At the guards, it's why you see guys like Clowney or Key or uh, um, uh, I'm blanking on his name. Um, 96. Oh my God, Danico Autry. Danico Autry. When you move him inside on guards to take advantage of matchups, it's because the pressure gets there faster. So yes, absolutely. Right guard can expose you. Center can expose you. Guard center triangle can expose you because it's the fastest route to the quarterback. It's why the off. It's why the defensive tackles. How many defensive tackles just got paid 90 million plus this year? Teron Davenport and myself were just talking about this today on the 615 sessions. You can go check out that podcast uh, in the A to Z Sports Podcast Network or on this very same YouTube channel. Guard can absolutely expose you. It's why there's guards getting paid twice as much as running backs in football right now. Now, I don't think there's a guard that's, you know, I don't think that Quentin Nelson is worth twice as much as Jonathan Taylor, but their paycheck indicates that they are because Quentin Nelson is going up against. 90 plus million dollar Jeff Simmons, 90 million plus uh, uh, interior defensive lineman Chris Jones. Uh, Fletcher Cox is at the end of his career, but you've got guys like this all over the place. The the commanders just paid a couple of guys who are going to be interior defensive linemen who are going to get to the quarterbacks. To say that right guard isn't going to kill you completely ignores how much is being invested into interior pressure right now. So I would say to you, pay attention to the trends in football. Because the trends in football indicate that your interior, your guard center, tri- guard center triangle, as Coach Matt calls it, is as important as your tackle situation right now. There's no good places to have bad weak spots on the offensive line. We know this, but to say that right guard can't kill you is is ignorant of what's happening in football at this stage. 
Um, so I would say to you, uh, I would say to you at this point that the right side is going to be the weakest link. We'll see what happens, uh, you know, with Hubbard or with Jamarco Jones or as six games go by and, and NPF uh, tries to work his way back into the lineup. That's kind of the place that they are at right now. Uh, JR says, I still think the Murray signing was a result of camp. Uh, maybe so, but if that's the case, then a practice squad center being added to your camp competition means bad things for your offensive line. Uh, worse things for your offensive line than you might otherwise have indicated. So let's talk about strengths since we've talked about weaknesses at this point on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. What is the greatest strength of the Titans offensive line? I may have shown my hand at this stage, uh, but uh, we can talk about that together on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch. We will get into it right after I remind you that the primetime show is presented by TrueMav Fitness in the Gulch. Go to TrueMavFitness.com for your first workout free as a Middle Tennessee resident. They have all great option, all kinds of great membership options for you to take advantage of their open gym. The facility is awesome. It's conveniently located in downtown Nashville in the Gulch, as I mentioned. Whether you want to sign up for boot camp style group classes on a regular basis, I love them. I think they're efficient. I think they're effective. I, I mean, you've seen the results with me physically, myself down 58 pounds, thanks to TrueMavFitness.com. Personal training is something that I've leaned towards in the last couple of months just because it works better with my schedule. They offer all of those things as well as a great coaching staff and an exceptional facility. TrueMavFitness.com is where you go for your first workout free. Uh, so as you look at the strengths and weaknesses of the offensive line, uh, B. French says, sounds like Peters is going to be uh, good, Peters. Well, I assume you're talking about Peter, not Peters, Peter Skaronsky. And yes, I would say that, I, I don't know if it's a good thing or a bad thing, that the thing that I trust most about your offensive line is a rookie left guard who's never played left guard before. But that dude is just a shit kicker. I mean, that's the best thing that I can say about an offensive lineman. That dude is solid. He's held up well against Jeff and Danico, Weaver and Key. He's seen all kinds of different uh, pressures, all kinds of different pass rush moves. They are testing him early and testing him often, and he is held up very, very well. Even in in reps where it looks like he's gotten beat, I think that they, uh, I think that they, uh, I think that the situation for Skaronsky is a great one because you can see him taking advantage of the reps. You can see him not making. Uh, not making the same mistakes. If he's making mistakes, they're new one and you new ones, and you see how he corrects those. He's technically sound. You don't have to worry about him. So for everybody who's wanting to maneuver all the different things around the offensive line with Peter, just because he's better or has a higher draft pedigree than a lot of these dudes, don't jack with two things just to fix one. This is not a situation. As I mentioned. Interior pressure is something that's at a premium right now. It's why Jeff just got paid. If you can have somebody to counter that, and so far in camp, he's the best counter to the interior pressure that the Titans offensive line is facing. That dude needs to stick and play at the left guard. It's why Mike Vrabel, when asked about it at the start of camp, said, yeah, right now we're not really looking to move move him. You know, if, if our hand, I'm paraphrasing here what Mike said, but basically, yeah, right now we're good with where he's at. He's making great progress. We don't want to derail that. Um, and, you know, if need be, then we'll consider other options. But right now the best option for their offensive line is to leave Skaronsky at left guard. Now, I, you know, Dillard, I think, is going to be a wait-and-see type of situation. But 
I do think having Skaronsky as his help there is going to help Andre Dillard. And I think Dillard is settling in fine. I don't think he's great. I don't think he's terrible. I think that if he ends up being just a, a, a league average left tackle, buddy, you take that and run. The look is Arden, but also there's that in general giving you and you guys on a daily basis. Yeah, Arden, amazing teammate because, you know, we go against each other pretty much every rep of the whole practice. And, you know, iron sharpens iron. He's an amazing pass rusher, you know, run defender, everything. So he definitely has all the tools that, you know, a defense player needs. So I'm glad I get to go up against him and sharpen my own skills. You mentioned iron sharpening iron, obviously, next week. Pads come on, especially for the old linemen. How much are you guys looking forward to it? Sure, you guys can do as often. Yeah, we're, we're all excited about it, you know. Right now we're thinking about it and we're ready for, for all of it. It's going to be a fun time. So that is Andre Dillard speaking with the media after practice the other day. Now, that was not after a padded practice. That was uh, earlier in the week. But um, at this point, uh, I think I think that he can I think that he can be a solid option. Now, solid is bet better than you could hope for based on last year's results and what the free agent offensive line market looked like. So, you know, thus far, fine. Not a problem. We'll see if it becomes a problem. We'll see if he plays in the preseason. If he doesn't, we'll see how they go in the regular season. But right now, Andre Dillard is a passable option at the left tackle spot. Uh, so I think uh, Michael seldom says, two months ago I was sad about the season. Now I feel I'm like, could we be someone to reckon with? You know, football's weird, and you don't don't make anything definitive. Like, as you said, two months ago, two months ago is, is June is may (laughs) you can, you can feel however the hell you want about a 2023 football season that doesn't start until September 11th in May or June, or even in July, right? Like there's nothing, there's nothing that should make you feel bad or good about a football season when there's so much that you don't know. And so much that has to be worked out. And still we're, we're in the first week. This is, they didn't, they didn't have a full-on practice today, but like today marks a week that training camp has been like happening on the field. There's no point in getting bent out of shape. Training camp's like six weeks. We haven't even gotten to a preseason game yet. Um, but I think at this stage, uh, at this stage, you know, you there are things to monitor, but to outright be, you know, feeling bad or feeling great or feeling, you know, having strong emotions. One way or the other, it's just it's not a uh, it's not a circumstance that I think is worth doing to yourself. If you want to live that way, you can live that way. But I just I don't necessarily think it's worth it uh, to do that to yourself at any point in the summer when there's just so much that still has to be worked through. Uh, so those are the strengths and weaknesses of the offensive line as we see them right now. We'll see uh, again as those things continue to develop. We'll keep an eye on that. We'll be back at practice uh, tomorrow. We'll be doing the radio show back at practice tomorrow, and we'll uh, we'll enjoy doing that. With uh, we'll enjoy doing that. Will Levis is going to be on the radio show tomorrow, and that'll be uh, that'll be a fun interview because we'll see if Will is taking reps with the twos again. He had his first opportunity to do so uh, on what would that have been Tuesday uh, after a good day of practice on Monday. So we'll, uh, be able to chat with Will Levis. That'll be in the 11 o'clock hour, typically around 1105 to 1120 is when the players have been sitting down with us at this point, but, uh, a real, a lot of fun interviews that we've done at training camp. Again, Rand Carthon, Sean Murphy, Bunting, Rashad Weaver, Chigakonkwo, 
uh, who am I forgetting? Mike Chandler is in a Titans interview, but he was at Titans camp and he was great. Uh, you can check out all of those interviews. Tajay Spears is somebody who has also been on the radio show. Uh, we'll continue to do that. You know, every day that we're live out at training camp, we're going to have people sitting down with us. So we'll have us tomorrow and we'll look forward to uh, seeing how that conversation, we'll look forward to that conversation and to all the other conversations that we'll continue to have throughout the course of this training camp uh, Titans interview series that we've got going on. All right, rising and falling. Whose stock rose? Whose stock fell at this point in sports? On Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and on Twitch, we will discuss at length together right after I remind you that the primetime show is made possible by the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. She's one of the new partners that we have here on the radio show, and she is a partner that you are going to want if you are in need of her services because her and her team will go above and beyond to make sure that you have your constitutional rights protected. Wherever justice demands is not just something that they say. It's something that they stand by. Amanda has practiced at Tennessee family and criminal courts in 35 counties in Middle Tennessee. She goes where you need her to go. She goes from West Tennessee to Middle Tennessee to East Tennessee. She covers the ground that she needs to cover to make sure that she's there for you, to protect your constitutional rights, to make sure that you have an understanding of any conversations that you are having that might potentially uh, compromise you. Don't have yourself compromised. Don't have your rights compromised. Make sure that you are protected with the law offices of Amanda J. Gentry. AmandaJGentry.com is where you can go to find out about everything that they do and all the ways that they can protect you. Know your rights, protect your rights, AmandaJGentry.com. Uh, so as you look at the uh as you look at the situation for the rising and falling segment, whose stock rose, whose stock fell this week. Uh, Brandon Leonard says, sounds like Reggie Robertson's stock has been rising. Yeah, uh, I, I talked to Wyatt about this and uh, Don Davenport, who's been out at practice the last couple of weeks. Uh, Reggie Robertson is a name that continues to get written down uh, in my practice notes and my practice observations and talking to everybody at practice. It's it's something that's been notable. He's going to have a tough spot, a tough time cracking the roster. Um, but, you know, practice squad is always something that I think is available to him. The wide receiver competition has been fun, right? DeAndre Hopkins obviously elevating things. Traylon Burks has been active, has been available, has been making plays. Uh, guys like Kiaris Jackson, Robertson have been, um, you know, it's it's nice to not have to hear about, respectfully to NWI, that NWI isn't getting a lot of play at, at training camp right now is a good thing. A good thing that you're seeing your better players making plays on a regular basis. Kyle Phillips out there, Chigakonko in the passing game, even though he's not a wide receiver. The wide receiver uh, competition stock up for obvious reasons. That's been good to uh, good to see. Uh, I think that uh, I think that when you uh, when you look at the situation though, stock uh, stock falling, um, one one on uh, the Titans practice field, and then we'll get to the one that Burton has submitted tonight because he just came from a Ramon, Kayla, and Will event with the Nashville Sounds that he has uh, provided us some material for. But I will say that uh, stock down Colton Dow. Now, it's not necessarily because Colton Dow's, you know, had a bad training camp or has had bad reps or all these things, but, like, Chris Moore is out there playing gunner on special teams. 
Chris Moore is a veteran ad. He's somebody who figures to, you know, have some kind of a role in the offense. But Chris Moore at 30 years old is out there playing gunner. That's a bad sign if you're Kiaris Jackson, if you're NWI, if you're Colton Dow, if you're a wide receiver who's trying to make the roster and needs special teams to carve out a role for yourself. Keep an eye on Colton Dow and, and NWI and the, the competition at the bottom of the roster there because special teams will set them free. But if they can't even get a special teams crack, it's going to weed those roster spots, whittle those roster spots down even further uh, where they, you know, they might have been inclined to keep a sixth wide receiver if teams is the place that they find themselves, uh, you know, finding value for them. But like I said, if Chris Moore can play offense and teams, that way is a meaningful contributor. It's a bad sign for the wide receivers at the bottom of the roster. Uh, stock down apparently is Will Bowling, who threw out the pitch, the first pitch at the uh, Nashville Sounds game tonight. Uh, Bert and Ramon Foster's son in the background as commentary. Who needs enemies when you've got friends like uh, Geodude, Bert, and uh, Ramon, Kayla, and Will? Tough scene for Will. Uh, I, listen, I'm not going to talk shit. That's bad karma, right? Like, I uh, they've asked me to do the first pitch at Sounds Games uh, before. My schedule just it doesn't work out that way because, obviously, we've got prime time and, uh, you know, my evenings are typically occupied. And when I have weekends, uh, you know, it's either training camp or if I have a weekend, I'm, I'm just going to chill. So... Um, I'm not going to talk shit in the event that I do get the opportunity to actually show up and, and do a first pitch at, at first horizon. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, it seems that to, to bounce it is typically the, the way that these things go, go, uh, but Bert for all the shit that he talks, can't get out of the, can't get out of the line of fire, Bert, AKA comic book guy. That is correct. <laughs> Stephen King says, doesn't work out. Uh, we all know, Buck can't throw a baseball. Honestly, I have a baseball in my office. Um, it's a signed baseball by, you know, somebody, I can't even remember who signed that baseball at this point, but, uh, it's been sitting there, I think for 20 years and I have not, uh, it has been in my possession for 20 years. It's the only time that I've probably, it's probably the only time in the last 20 years that I've picked up a baseball. Uh, so you're right. I probably couldn't throw a baseball, but, uh, I know that, uh, I know that, it, you know, given the opportunity to embarrass myself for social media clicks. You guys know I'm not above that, so I, I'm absolutely down to embarrass myself on a regular basis. It's again, you know, I'm here with you guys on a regular, on a nightly, night in, night out basis. Even as you complain about my uh, timeliness on a regular basis, you know that I'm here. <laughs> you know where I'm going to be at some point between the hours of eight and nine p.m. as we uh, as we uh, do the uh, do the primetime show. All right, that's going to do it for us tonight. Like I said, Will Levis on the radio show tomorrow, live from Titans Training Camp. Hang out with us from ten to one. 615 sessions today with Teron Davenport. Go check it out. Also did a new episode of the install with Greg Cosell. We talk quarterback battles all across the league, not just here in Tennessee. All worth your time, all good content and conversation. We will talk to you next tomorrow morning at 10 a.m. Well, are you surprised to hear that? 
Certainly not. The first year we took it to the limit. And I was in Miami with my new beach house. Well, it was a couple minutes from the beach. It's been 20 years since then. We haven't been too strong in the last few years. Oh, we've been strong. We're just playing by the rules. You can't have a newcomer come in and steal a show.